Brenna. Hi, Maureen. I am very, very sorry that I thought I was laying down for an hour nap on Sunday when we were supposed to record this, and I woke up at midnight instead. Yep. I am sorry that you thought I was dead and called me and messaged me a couple times and were like, okay, I'm going to Costco, and then you came back from Costco and I still was not answering. I am very sorry. I'm sorry, audience, that I napped so hard that uh, even my cousin thought I had passed away. Um, <laughs> in my defense, I did go to the Minnesota Renaissance Festival, and oh. that did kill me. So it was great. All right. It killed me. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're here now. Yeah. So, I, honestly, we've been pretty good about... Yeah. Being too late, so... Well, I'm just gonna say, the other issue was I was busy Monday and Tuesday nights, yeah. so... I know, but yeah. we we had already pretty established when we were gonna record, and I... Yeah. I can take the blame. <laughs> oh, no, I'll let you. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is all on you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, hey, ready to record? And then as soon as you called me, I didn't pick up, because... I got here all set up in my closet, ready to record, and I, like, yeah. thought I had gotten the boys out of my closet, like, I, I saw Hobbit, and then KK, I'm, like, sitting here, like, waiting to, for you to text back, crawls out from the ether, and just, like, sits, <laughs> and I'm like, when, when did you get, when were you in here? When was the door open that you were in here? Because I, I don't let them in this closet, just because there's, I don't want them in here. Yeah. There's stuff that they get into in here that I don't want them getting into, and and the fact that he just like very casually, very cavalier, just was like, "Oh hi." He didn't even hey. he didn't even yell at me when I picked him up to make him leave. He was just like, "I accept. <sighs> I know. I know that this was um, a limited moment in time, but <laughs> how how's the boy and the gal doing?" Ah, uh, they're doing great. They're doing great. Um, you know, I think I think Amira's warming up. Like she'll still hiss at him, but he's respectful of her. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's working out. She's uh, getting more adventurous. One thing that we neglected to take into account uh, when naming mm -hmm. Vinny is that he's not Italian. Deciding. No, who knows what he is? We get a genetics test. My brother's arriving today to live with us. Oh, his name is his name is Finn, which sounds a lot and like we do Finn. call him Finny, Vin, Finn, and like Finny is something that we call him. And there is basically no difference between Vinny and Finny. Like, can you even hear a difference? Like, it's barely a difference. I guess you just have to stop calling him that. I mean, it's funny, yeah, because. It's not a similar problem at all, but um, my dad and my brother share a name. Um, mm -hmm. They're both named Philip, Phil. Um, and they're not, he's not like, they're not second, third, because my grandfather's name is also Phil, but uh, because they don't have the same middle name. Fun fact, that's how you mm. are a third or a second. Oh. You, have the, you have the same first and middle name. Um, Weird. And, and also, like, my parents were like, no, they're not a senior or junior. They're literally just... Um, my dad's side of the family, who obviously knew my dad first, 
um, just ended up calling uh, one of them Big Phil, Little Phil. So I think that's the solution. You just call one Big Finn, Little Vin. Um, and then they start a band. <laughs> I mean, basically, I'm be like, Vinny, Vinny, come here. And then the dog's going to run down the stairs, and then my brother's going to run down the stairs. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. Honestly, I we'll mean, if anything, better. you'll just be like, Vinny, come here. And your brother will be like, what, 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 what? Like, it, what have I done? Yeah. Or, or Vinny, it'll no. be like the you'll opposite. Be like, ah. And like, you'll be like, uh, Finn, no. And your like dog will be like, what am I doing? And <laughs> your brother's like eating the last piece of cake. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I was like trying to, I was He's like. He's in the cat box eating cat poop. Yeah. <laughs> your brother, for some reason, is ripping up the couch. Like. <laughs> <laughs> really showing a, a throw pillow what for um finn don't chew on the coffee table <laughs> you read anything yes i have <laughs> what have you read i just finished yesterday the seven husbands of evelyn hugo i've heard a lot about that yeah by taylor jenkins reed and it was read by alma cuervo julia whalen and robin miles and it was very good yeah, I've heard it's gay. Um, it's very queer. It's very queer. Um, yes. Some good bi representation. Um, awesome. And just all sorts of all sorts of fun uh, queer representation. And um, yeah, yeah, it's it's great. Cool. So I, I highly recommend. It's yeah. It's about it's about um, a young woman who gets invited to. Um, interview uh uh, this like old hollywood star Mm -hmm. like she's like in her late 70s now and like no one's heard from her in a very long time so and she wants only she'll only let this girl interview her and you do eventually find out why um which is wild and so we're going through her story um kind of by her seven husbands because she got married seven times yeah i I, i've heard a lot of positive i've I've heard a lot of hype it's been recommended like everywhere yes it was it was it was very good um i cried a few times um well that's good that's high praise i'm glad to know the hype was yes that's good yeah it was definitely it was definitely good so highly recommend yeah Uh, how about you well I finally got a Kickstarter book that, um, it would, the, oh. the, um, the, uh, author is based in Latvia, um, so obviously some world stuff happened and delayed the publishing, um, or m- mainly it delayed it being shipped to the U.S., uh, and, um, but I finally got it, uh, and it is A Frog in the Fall and Later On by uh Linnea Sturta um from P-E-O-W Publishing or Piao Publishing this book is like a piece of art so like you see this a sleeve oh so it's like these that's the binding it's like oh it feels like I'm holding a piece of art um I mean you are it is it's it's a beautiful graphic novel I guess I should actually say what it is um, it's it's a it's a gorgeous graphic novel that is literally about a um, a young frog um, deciding to uh, travel with some self uh, labeled vagrant toads um, because <laughs> they are they're going to the tropics and there Ooh. there's no winter and it's fall so um, 
might as well follow them and you know maybe maybe steal your your boss slash master's umbrellas and yeah uh, but they run into like um like some tree spirits which are represented as like different um like uh young women and like there's a persimmon spirit who's like married to um a turtle and uh they like other uh animals that they run into uh including like a uh a dog that uh, was from like the neighbor's yard that follows them throughout and they get like, hunted and just like a bunch of they end up going to a like a cat village that's right by the ocean where there's a hotel run by mice and it's just like it's gorgeous it's it's very much just like a, a book it's just like a journey and the way it's written is just kind of um you're like you almost feel like you're literally just like observing it. I don't. Know, it's hard oh, to like so... put it into words because it's it's honestly so good and it's so gorgeous and yeah. it, it feels like I have Wonderful. like a, a literal treasure on my shelf now. Like I clear the <laughs> space as soon as I finish reading it and put it on there. But I really loved Aww. this uh, creator's work for a while, and so I'm really glad I got this book. So nice. I will, we'll have both books that we talked about linked so you guys can actually get a good summary of that, but yeah, it's overwhelmingly beautiful and a, a very nice story, so. Nice, some good books this week. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's get into a book. All right. Let's get into a book, mm-hmm. because I'm Ember Heart. And I'm Tangletongue. And this is Warrior Cats. What is that? <laughs> Last time, we we got to Mothwing. We're like Mothwing. Mm-hmm. God has God. Mothwing. All of our gods, which are our ancestors, have a message. And Mothwing's like, I'll listen to you, um, because of logic, and because you're my friend and I trust you, and not because, because I believe in you. Lee you Paul. didn't convert me, sweetie. Uh, then Squirrel Fright and Baron Bokaya got into a fight, which was fun to watch because they kind of took the cuffs off, but, um, but then like. Uh, Ash fur was in there, like making it weird, and it was just like, dude, <laughs> chill, just let her fight. It's funny, um, but also <laughs> it's nice that someone was kind of standing up for a squirrel fight, especially since yeah. like, it, it, like Brimbleclaw has been a jerk to her. Like yeah, she's been he a has. jerk back, but like only when provoked. I feel. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah. It's a complex relationship. Mm-hmm. But he does, he, you know, he is a more, he is an older warrior. And yeah. He, yeah, maybe, and you know, he is kind of trying to shoehorn into the deputy kind of role. So it's like, hey, don't and, be a jerk. And he is also an older guy. And I know that, like, how gender and like sexism in in the book isn't necessarily reflective of society 
but also like it is because it's written from it a is. society that is like it i'm i'm not saying the errands are like sexist on purpose i'm saying they grew up in a sexist society so yeah you can find that in their writing like why are the majority of the leaders dudes and the deputies are dudes and the warriors that are named are dudes actually oh well right now we do have all lady deputies that is true because like, Thunderclan doesn't have a deputy so if we don't count date gray stripe we've got all all gal deputies so we yeah. do, we've got that going for us at the moment i, I guess i should say like in the but first no. series no in a lot of in a lot of places yeah. yes agreed I'm just saying something exciting happening. If you see your older male manager being a jerk to someone, tell HR. But yeah, what's going on, Firestar? (laughs) It's time for Birchkit to be made an apprentice. Oh yeah, we get to hear his name. Oh, I hope it's fun. No, he's being made an apprentice. Oh, never mind. He's just going from Kit to Paul. I'd like to put in my vote for Birch Stripe. Yeah. Just because, like, birch trees are striped. Yeah. But, sorry, I, I, I jumped ahead. He's just a paw. Yeah. Merely a paw. Well, Squirrel Flight notices Fern Cloud at the nursery entrance, vigorously grooming birch kit. I, I love that they do birch. that every time. Yeah, moms, every mom is always like, oh my gosh, I gotta clean yeah, you. Th- my child must be present. I don't care if you roll in dirt every other day. Today, everyone's going to look at you. With pride. With joy. And also, we, we commented on the fact that we don't have a lot of apprentices, so... Oh, yeah, who's going to yeah, be the... Good. Who's going to be the mentor? I said... I put my hat in the ring for uh, Squirrel Flight. Has Ashfur had a apprentice? He has not. There's, like, more... The fact that there's more, like, warriors that I know, it makes it kind of hard, because... But a lot of the other warriors are, like... Like, not, like, senior warriors, but more experienced warriors. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, Dustpelt sat close by, looking like he was about to burst with pride. <laughs> First new apprentice in our new home, Squirrelflight notes. She wonders who will mentor him. Squirrelflight and Ashfur take their places among the other cats. She would like to mentor Birchkit herself, but no, she probably hasn't been a warrior long enough to be chosen, especially when so many more experienced cats were without an apprentice. Sandstorm follows Firestar from his den and gives Squirrelflight a hard look. I, she went to sit beside Brackenfur. I told your father that you were letting a man fight your fights. Yeah. And he's well, she, like, yeah, he's like you that. never even gave me a chance. In fact, most of the time, you were fighting me. And she's like, I know. I don't know where this is coming from. We're so disappointed in you. I love that this is like, it's not like she's like, she's not running off with a different clan, like uh, like a, someone from a different clan. She's not like, uh, you know, staying out late partying. The fact that she is letting a man like fight her battles i so egregious i wish that was the reason oh. we'll hear more about it later what uh-oh sorry no uh before we go too far and to lead us back into the subject 
Ferncloud and Dustpout deserve this. Yeah. I'm really glad that their kid is the first um, to become an apprentice because I think. Yeah. I imagine this moment right now was like kind of bittersweet, but hopefully more sweet. Well, their other son was also the first warrior to be made in camp, like, the first new warrior. So they really, they really deserve this. Like, I mean, there's all ones with like kids that are old enough, but because yeah, they're the only one with a child right now. Well, doesn't? Oh, he's a. Brightheart and oh, they have yeah, white white paws and apprentice. Yeah, yeah it was like he's like a bebe though. He just like turned. He just went from white paw. White paw's been an apprentice since we were in the forest. Never mind. But... I don't know how old these kids are. <laughs> I guess she she's she's a newish apprentice. I guess. I mean, she, I wouldn't call her. I don't know. She's doing her best. Squirrel flight side. She guesses she'll have to think more before she acts if she wants to be trusted with the responsibility of mentoring an apprentice. And I guess it's good that you have that self-awareness, girl. Yeah, she's like, I gotta I gotta raise myself a little bit more <laughs> before I raise a child. Firestar Firestar summons Birch Kit. He's shaking and his eyes shone. Squirrel flight feels a rush of admiration for him. His littermates died of starvation. He had lost his home and has shown such great courage for such a young cat. That's what I'm saying. Bra- yeah. Brambleclaws crouched a few tail lengths away from her. He's staring at Birchkit. She can see how desperately he wants Birchkit to be his apprentice. Because warriors cannot be chosen deputy until they've mentored an apprentice. That's a rule. I thought he had mentored someone. Nope, he has not had an apprentice. Oh, cool. He should not be getting this child. Well, it can't be long before Firestar names a new deputy. There are no more kits in the clan. So this is like the only, this is like the only chance in at least the next six months. Ma, ma, uh, Mossberg, get out of retirement. Get out of there. Wait, who's the old lady? Mossberg? I said Mossberg. Mossberg! Mossberg, you're out of retirement. You're a deputy. Well, he's focused on Birchkit as if he were a piece of juicy prey. I hate this. I hate the fact that... I hate this. Scoreflight can't help but ask herself... What would Brambleclaw be prepared to do to feed such a fierce ambition? Could he really become a killer like his father? Time will tell. I mean, has he killed anyone? Um, he tag-teamed, um, Bone, I think, with a bunch of other apprentices. Ah, that... Kinda. I, I don't, don't count. That counts. That's no. not like he hasn't killed in cold blood. Yeah, and he hasn't coerced someone to poison a child. Mm-mm. So we're we're okay. We're we're clear so far. Firestar starts the ceremony. Ashfur 
will be Birchpaw's mentor. Whew. I was wondering if it would be Ashfur, but... And you were right. Yeah. How long has Ashfur been a, 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 a guy? Um, I mean, he's older than Brambleclaw. Oh, okay. So longer... Okay, good. Yeah, he's older than Brambleclaw. Age before beauty. <laughs> Being someone... be Looking just like your hot, evil dad only gets you so far. This is not, this is not, yeah. not, this is not a nepotism-based role. Squirrelflight sees Brambleclaw's eyes blaze in disbelief. His muscles tense, but he holds still. Not even the most ambitious cat would challenge their leader's choice. Yeah, better go gather moss, bud. Like Squirrelflight turns her attention to Ashfur. Pride and happiness shines in his eyes as Birchpaw scampered over to him. Cute. Touch noses. Ashfur, Firestar says, you too have known loss and grief and found the strength to deal with them. And Firestar knows he'll pass on his strength to Birchpaw and teach him the skills that will make him a brave warrior of ThunderClan. Who died? His mom. Oh, right. Remember Tiger Star murdered her and left her at the end of a rabbit trail for the dogs? I, yeah. God. Yeah, Oof, pretty duh. brutal. Um... Honestly, this is very tactical, because would give Ash for something to do, rather than fight with uh, Brambleclaw. Brambleclaw? And also, if there's something that Sandstorm and Firestar don't like about that him and uh, um, Squirrelflight, it also takes his attention away from her, which... I, I don't know if they do. I'm just assuming based on what you mentioned. So I guess we'll find out more. <sighs> yeah. So, um, the two touch noses and the clan shouts Birchpaw's new name. Oh, it's the boy. Yeah. Birchpaw. Birchpaw's a pretty strong apprentice name. Sometimes the paw doesn't do them any favors. Birchpaw, yeah. You like it? Yeah. I hope he lives to see a, a different name. Ferncloud and Dustpelt bound over to their youngest son, and Ferncloud is purring too loudly to speak. Dustpelt gives Birchkit a lick of congratulations. Ashford never told her that Firestar chose him, Squirrelflight says, too happy for him to feel indignant. Ashford gives her shoulder a lick. He wanted to surprise her. Do they Birch usually tell them before? Yes, yeah, they don't usually just surprise people with an apprentice. They usually oh, talk right. to the warrior Sorry, it's been first. A it has been, hasn't it? Yeah. But yeah, it's they're they're talk they're prepared. Oh, so I should have known that it wouldn't have been scroll flight. But to be fair, I genuinely yeah. forgot how it worked. Yeah, no, no, that's fair. That's fair. Birchpaw looks a little lost after the ceremony. Oh, like God. he doesn't really know what happens next. Do, do I have to? I have to sleep in your guys' place. But Whitepaw darts across the clearing and presses her muzzle against his. She'll show him the apprentice's den, and begin fetch warm moss for his bedding. And she'll ask Brackenfur if they can train together tomorrow. 
She's like, I'm not the only one. And we'll braid our hair tonight. And we'll tell ghost stories. And I'll show you my favorite places to make dirt. And... <laughs> That's so Birch cute. Birchbaum looks to Ashfur, who nods that he can go. Yay. Ashfur still can't believe that Firestar chose him. And Squirrelflight assures him that he deserves it as much as any cat. Unless there's, like, some, but her something eye... going on. I don't know. I'm, like, worried. Is this, like, but a her... secret punishment? <laughs> but her eyes slit to Brambleclaw. He's on his paws, gazing at them with envy and frustration. Oh, boo. A tremor of fear. A tremor of fear goes through Squirrelflight. What would he do now when his hopes of becoming deputy have been denied once again? Gather moss, buddy. Sandstorm calls Squirrel Flight over. Uh-oh. She tells her daughter that Ashfur and Brambleclaw almost getting into a fight wasn't good for the clan. It wasn't my fault, she muttered. Why tell me about it? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. <laughs> Sandstorm says she knows better than that. What? Whoa. I'm sorry. Right? Did we just forget feminism? I mean, like, hey. She can't control yes. what two grown adults do, Mom. If two men yeah. want to make idiots, if they want to make absolute uh, butts out of themselves in front of you, in front of me, in front of Dad, that's on them. I... My feminine mystique is not influencing that at all. Ugh. Sandstorm, I am disappointed in you. I'm going to wipe this from my brain so it does not ruin you for me. I'm going to... I'm going to... I'm going to reinterpret this. Hang on, guys. Once again, Bernie's used the power of... I'm just going to rewrite the story (laughs) right now. Um, Right? How about go tell Brambleclaw to stop... Picking on your daughter unfairly. Or, or stop, like, tell both those guys, like, hey, almost neither of you became the, uh, the, the mentor for this guy because you're both making, you're both picking stupid fights with each other. Mm-hmm. And what do you mean the good of the clan? Any- I'm part of the clan. Right? Sandstorm. Any cat can have problems, but she can't let hers get in the way of her duty to the clan. Whoa! Uh, Pot's wife calling the kettle's daughter black here. Are we... Um... (laughs) Pie. (laughs) Like, are we forgetting the, the biggest exception to the rule is standing right next to you? Right? The good of the clan, we don't have a new deputy yet, because Firestar can't get over Graystripe. And literally the last week was him, uh, like, being upset that he got friend-dumped. Like, and... Yeah, really? Like, whoa, 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 Mom. Uh, I, I think everyone's maybe cutting my dad a little too much slack, and, uh, there's no more left for me. Like, yeah. Oh well, you know, God. she is a woman. Yeah, but ugh yeah wow I feel really bad for scroll flight this sucks what the heck hey welcome to the rest of her life because um she's just always getting shafted she's just being blamed for the fact that two dudes wanna like 
a be her boyfriend. She's going to be blamed for a lot more than that. Well, there's sympathy in her mother's eyes. I'm glad okay, I, I mentioned inherent sexism at the beginning of this episode. I didn't know it was going to be right? a theme. Oh, yeah, it is. Guys, you're internalizing misogyny. It's showing. She'll do her best. But there are times when they both behave like furballs. Sandstorm looks amused. That's Tomcats for you. She rests her tail on her daughter's shoulders before heading towards the fresh kill pile. Brambleclaw slips into the warrior's den, head down and tail dragging. The cat squirrel flight thought she had known would have accepted his disappointment and moved on. He would have given up his hopes of being deputy and concentrated on being a loyal ThunderClan warrior. Mm-hmm. But Brambleclaw isn't that cat. Fear tingles through Squirrel Flight's fur again as she wondered how far he'd go to fill his ambition. All these, like, hunger metaphors, um, I don't mind them. I don't like when it's, like, being, com- like, when it, we're comparing it to, like, being responsible for a child. That's a little creepy. Yeah. Um, I get where we're going with it. Uh, but wow. Okay, so here's the, here's the thing. Uh-huh. I'm uh, fairly certain that uh, Squirrel Flight is going to be thinking about Brambleclaw's ambition for the rest of this book. So the question is, is do I skip over her contemplating Brambleclaw's ambition? Or do you have to take a drink whenever <laughs> she thinks about Brambleclaw's ambition? Well, I'm, I'm just drinking hibiscus raspberry sparkly water right now so yeah well next time you'll have to bring something a little harder uh a nickname for it you know it's like we don't want to speak it out loud because it's speaking evil into the world op scary <laughs> whoa dude <laughs> chill she's always like oh i'm afraid okay yeah um, i mean i kind of just like, like want you to take idea. a shot yeah I, I would like you to yeah 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 all right, so I'm cool with that. Sure Everyone, um, get your juice or age-appropriate beverage ready as you're joining in. Yep, because uh, drinking games can be played with any drink. Mm-hmm. So you just drink water. Water is acceptable. Hydrate. Yeah, hydration is key. Milk if you're nasty. Anyway, would you like a cap? Well, would you like to give me a cap back? I'd love would a cap back. I, I would like. Please, why would surprise I, me? <laughs> Cats are very cute. Yeah. All right. I have a cat fact. Guys, today's cat fact. We're still on Cat World Records, as I mentioned last. Heck yeah. Yeah. As I mentioned last week, um, the country with the most cat cafes is Japan. Uh, Like, per, like, amount per country, they have the most. Uh, And many cat cafes in Japan, uh, like, have a specialty, um, like, with certain breeds of cats and we, we talked about there's, like, cafes that have, like, certain animals that are, like, more unique. Um, uh, not only in Japan, but uh, in other countries as well. Um, however, there's also another cat cafe-related world record in Japan. Um, oh. And that... Tell. Yeah, it is the first all-black cat cat cafe. <sighs> oh, how nice. So, and it is called uh, Neko... 
Nekobiaka in the city of Kijeme. Kijeme. Um, and they never offer you creamer for your coffee. <laughs> they actually have um, little specialty mugs that are like a black cat paw. Um, oh, that's so cute. Yeah. Uh, so I found some sites that like cover this cat cafe in English, um, but I was kind of wary of them as I was like uh, reading through them. I noticed that a lot of them seemed to be like copy and pasted from each other. And uh, uh. I was like, okay, I don't actually know how much like is this is reliable is it verifiable um one of those things so most of this information um is from the cafe's website itself um which it is like translated from japanese like auto translated from google uh so please bear with me if um something is not accurate um if you are a native japanese speaker and i get something real like off kilter (sighs) you know where to contact us WCWIDcast at gmail.com um, or, you know, tag us at WCWIDcast. Or just, like, tweet at yeah, us. Like, that's there. fine. You can tweet um, at us. So I did find a lot of info there as it appears to be, like, uh, not only their website, but also, like, an ongoing blog that uh, the owner created. Um, and even before it was established, uh, like, when it was opening and when they were building it. Um, but, so, I did my best. And here's more about uh, Nekobayaka. Um, so started in 2011, it opened then, and at that point it was actually uh, not um, an all black cat cafe. It was actually just a regular cat cafe. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, the owner, who is referred to as Mr. Yagi, um, he owned uh, another cat cafe as well, and this was the second one. Um, and uh, it's sort of like set up to be like more of like a homey experience like the the website has like a breakdown of like how to enter because it literally kind of just looks like someone's living room and it's kind of like a more (laughs) residential area um rather than like a what you would expect to see in a cafe and um after like two three years uh in 2013 they adopted four black cat brothers at the same time um, and brought them into the cafe mm-hmm. and uh, Mr. Yagi decided to lean into it. Um, All right. And I saw stated in some sources that it was because like black cats also get a bad rap in Japan, but I couldn't like figure that out. And we've already talked about like the black cat uh, myth, not necessarily being that dominant yeah. in other cultures. And I couldn't recall if Japan is one of those uh, cultures where it is seen as lucky or unlucky um, but either way, they're not as adopted as much. Um, so, hey, great. Um, and this cafe actually does uh, help facilitate adoptions and has helped oh, uh, get, like, hundreds of black cats adopted from this place. Um, nice. So. Uh, I love to see it. So 12 cats are usually on call with six at the cafe and then six, uh, you know, ready to waiting in the wings to get called in. And uh, mm-hmm. they all wear colored bandanas to distinguish who they are because oh. they all literally look the same. They're all black. Um, and apparently, uh, what I enjoyed about the website is it is a it has a very detailed guide on how to enter the cafe for the first time, um, and, and all, like what to expect because, like I said, it's like a residential place, um, and uh, their guide and their rules about the cats. So. First, when you enter, you need to take off your outside shoes and put on the house slippers, which which is customary in Japan. 
Um, you have to put your mm-hmm. belongings in a locker, disinfect, and dispose of any outside garbage, food, or drink, because that's not allowed. Um, and if you're visiting for the first time, they have like a booklet with photos of the cats and their names with their color bandanas to figure out who was who. So you yeah. get a little prep before you walk in there and are just, you know, have to figure it out. Um, and you do have to pay for your time there. Uh, it appears to be the first hour is about seven and a half, uh, seven bucks with seven fifty. So, so for the first hour and mm-hmm. about three seventy five for an additional 30 minutes afterwards. So not too bad. I don't think, um, no. Uh, so if you wanted to like spend two hours there, um, you would probably pay around 15 bucks. Nice. Along with the bevy. Uh, the cats are allowed to be pet, um, but you have to keep their mood in mind. Uh, picking up the cats, hugging yeah. them, or holding them down, not allowed. Uh, nope. The cats have toys that you can play with, um, and it's uh, pointed out in the guide that cats sleep two-thirds of the day usually, so let them rest. If they're not playing, don't. Don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, you cannot... My dog also does that. <laughs> You cannot feed the cat, but you may take photos. Uh, no flash photography or videos, uh, unfortunately. Um, and they do have, like, meal times because they're all on their diet. So. Yeah. Um, and they do also limit alcoholic drinks to two drinks per customer. Um, and Makes sense. They do ask that you keep them to a minimum. Um, they seem to, like, want to foster a very, like, from what they were saying, a very quiet and feeling environment, like a very relaxed okay. sort of like it's almost like you are in someone's living room, and there just so yeah, happens just to be with their cats. six cats there as well. Yeah. So, um, like every every good living room. Yeah, it, it was interesting, like seeing some of the reviews. Like some people were like, the cats weren't even there, and it's like it's like when you go to the zoo, sometimes animals aren't out. Like you gotta, and, and like from the photos, this literally looks like someone's like very chill living room and it seems like it would be like a very nice and like sort of um they said the word healing a lot and i'd have to agree it looked like a healing experience um and they also have a collection of uh like manga like a huge collection of manga (laughs) and like a bunch of like uh pillows uh like basically like seats for the ground and uh also some chargers to plug in your phone so um Nice. You know, you can sit there, read some manga, and have a beverage, and charge your phone. So, oh, like, so I know, I was like, I, how could you ever complain about that? I, I probably couldn't read the manga because I wouldn't understand it, but I could look at some photos of some cats, yeah. look at a comic, and maybe hang out with a black cat or two. Um, the Perfect. They also have a membership for visitors that gives discounts and a monthly cat calendar. Um, it seems to be limited to, like, actual, like, physical visitors only. However, since the start of COVID, they did set up an online shop, um, as well as an Amazon oh. wish list, a donation links, and have a setup process for foster parents all on their website. Um, it seems nice. to be a lot of local artists that are on this website. It seems to be very much, like catered more to like local folks than international uh folks but you know do check it out i will have the website linked um and like i said they uh helped like hundreds of black cats be adopted and they have like some 
older black cats who like were part of the family that are retired now you know who um have graduated as they stay um and there's like a years long blog about the whole process of setting this place up and like what they've gone through with the pandemic that's so cool there there's a lot of content just on the website that i didn't have time to read everything but um it seems like mr yagi and everyone involved with the um uh, uh the uh neko yaki really loves cats and um especially black cats yeah um also i did look it up Aww. uh to see if i could find out like what the name translates to um because i know neko means cat in japanese um, and i was like what does mm-hmm. what does biaka mean oh, i've been saying it wrong it's neko biaka i'm sorry everyone um <laughs> but and i i was having a little bit of problems like trying to like separate the kanji out but it seems it might mean uh, like gorgeous cat or oh uh because uh, it, it from like the couple sources that they're like yeah bianca means gorgeous and i was like okay maybe um sounds good i don't know for sure if you speak japanese um and i didn't butcher it too much let me know if it does translate to something yeah but um i totally forgot to mention but yeah, they got the world record for um, the first cat cafe in J- Japan to be all black cats in, like... Nice! Not too long ago, like 2017? Maybe 2018? Yeah. They got it. Nice. I'm so happy for them. That's so, ah, that's so cute. Yeah. Definitely look at the website that I will have linked, because it's just, it's a treat to see all the photos and just the, the, the many <laughs> very... Uh, very deep like you i feel like i visited because they gave such a detailed walkthrough of what to expect when you visit that's so cute well you ready yeah give me a detailed walkthrough of how we yell at our mom well we're actually uh pivoting Mm. how we are the daughter no one's worried about but we should be worried about Right. This is, this is our this is our uh, this is our good daughter. We never ever worry about her ever. Please, please God worry about her. <sighs> Somebody worry about Leafpool. I am, but I can't do anything. No, you can't. Leafpool and Cinderpelt are going to the moon pool to meet with the other medicine cats. Oh right. Oh, this is nice. Yeah. So Leafpool had been afraid that Cinderpelt might have her stay behind. She had been furious a couple days ago when Leafpool had returned from RiverClan. Firestar had sent out a patrol to look for her, and Cinderpelt had asked if she thought cats had nothing better to do. She thought Leafpool was more responsible than that. And Cinderpelt had told her that the clans have to start to live independently again. Next time, she needs to ask for permission. Yeah. Which makes sense. Everything she said is valid, and we know Leafpool didn't do that only because she doesn't want to give away Mothwing's secret. Yeah. Uh, but also, so. yeah, let's watch her closer. Ugh. This young lady yeah, was way too irresponsible like... to be left on her own. Yeah, we thought she was more responsible. Tiss, tiss, tiss. Please keep an eye We're on her. We're gonna keep you on a shorter leash. Please. So, <laughs> they're waiting as Little Cloud approached from the distance, and Cinderpelt fixes her eyes on Leafpool. She asks if Leafpool is sure that she only went to RiverClan that day. Is there anything else she should know about? Yeah, 
for real, girl. Tell her. Leafpool is stung and tells her there was nothing else. Also, why is Little Cloud the instigator for this? Well, he's just not, he's not in uh, earshot yet. So we're just getting out that little She's just cornering her and being like, pressuring her and be like, tell me the truth. Leafpool wonders if Cinderpelt thinks she snuck off to see Crowfeather. I don't know why she would, but you said it. Well, she hadn't seen a single hair of Crowfeather's pelt. Leafpool tries to assure herself that Cinderpelt couldn't know the feelings that she tried to hide. She completely does, girl. Which is, like, which is surprising because, like, legit, like, logically she shouldn't, but you also made it so obvious by being like, wow. Yeah. I wonder if Crowfeather loves me. I mean, I wonder if Crowfeather's gonna be there. Why do you care? I don't know. A leaf fool knows that it would be very hard to defend a direct accusation. Little Claude greets them and they head towards the hills. They meet up with Barkface, but there's no sign of Mothwing. Leafpool is worrying. What if the trouble Feathertail foretold was happening? <gasps> trap neuter kill. Scans I was actually not trap neuter kill. That's not the TNR. <laughs> trap neuter return. Release. Yeah. Same difference. Leafpool scans the Wind Clan moors, telling herself it was Mothwing's golden pelt she wanted to see, not Crowfeather. Wow. And okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I also Me too. want to see Mothwing yeah. and Crowfeather. <laughs> it's it's like the opposite of someone struggling with like uh c- compulsory heterosexuality. They're she's dealing with compulsory uh, homosexuality right now. She's like. Yeah, I like girls. I like girls. I want to see this girl, not that stinky, nasty boy that I love. In reality, she's struggling with, like, celibacy. Yeah. Um, Barkface tells the cats that he found goldenrod up in the moors, and everyone's very impressed. Congratulations, Barkface. Goldenrod. Goldenrod. The four of them reached the moon pool as night fell, and they're entering the hollow when gasping breaths are heard behind them. It's Mothwing. <laughs> Everything is fine. She was just busy and sorry that she's late. Little Cloud assures her that she's not late. They haven't started yet. I thought you were dead, then, girl. Leafpool did hang back to ask about Feathertail's prophecy, but Mothwing has been checking the territory over and over. There's nothing. But she looks into Leafpool's eyes and promises that she won't forget, and she will keep looking. What was keeping you so busy, though? Well, maybe somebody had a bellyache, or an elder was complaining about aches. I mean, you know, she's a doctor. Yeah, she's I know, but like everyone else is a doctor too. But yeah. And details, woman, give me details. Leafpool follows last. Her paws slipping into the dimpled paw prints fixed into the hard earth. No cat had been there for many moons before them, but the paw marks proved that their ancestors had been there many times. I forgot about that. The cats crouched and lapped at the water. Yeah, there's ancient footprints in the in the dirt. Mm -hmm. 
in the stone. Leafpool expects to see Feathertail when they crouch and lap the water. I wish. Instead, instead she's walking through a windy darkness. Outlines of cats whisked into the corner of her eye, but they disappeared before she could confront them. There's a distant wailing, a chorus of lament of many cats. She can't distinguish the words or recognize the voices. Leafpool calls out, asking who they are and what they want. But it's only the eerie cries that answer her. Yeah, this is scary. She feels fear. She wants to run, but forces herself to walk forward slowly. At last, she sees a spot of pure white light, far ahead of her, like a star. She races towards it, and the light swells until it fills her vision. She bursts through it and found herself at the edge of the moon pool. Leafpool shivers. She tries to stand, but falls, and takes deep breaths to calm herself. Cinderpelt, Little Cloud, and Barkface are still deep in their dreams. And Mothwing is curled up, obviously enjoying a peaceful sleep. <laughs> Leafpool prods her in the side. Mothwing stretches. That was the best sleep she had in moons. Did Leafpool have to wake her? Leafpool apologizes, but points out that she wouldn't want the other cats to catch her uh, snoozing when they're supposed to be, you know, talking to God. I mean, what are, like, they, they're other ones, they are dreaming. Yeah, but it's more like a trance, oh, okay. I think. You know, like, it's definitely, like, like they're not, like, curled up snoozing. Their palms are forward. Maybe. Or at least, you know, they're, like, stiff. And, like, facing the water, and they're, like, you know, They're all in the big scary cat pose. Like, they're all Halloween cat poses. (laughs) Well, then Mothwing apologizes to Leafpool, because she definitely wouldn't want that. The other cats begin to stir. The other medicine cats look puzzled. Little Cloud says, that was much more of a confusing dream than usual. Maybe they should discuss it. Yeah. Wow. We should do that. Yeah. We should do this more often. Uh Uh-huh. Maybe someone else understood the dream because she sure did That's This is hilarious. Oh, stupid. I ain't get it at all. Claws, Cinderpelt said. She saw huge white claws ready to tear fur and spill blood. Barkface nods and gaping jaws. But he wasn't sure if they were cats. And then that voice, Little Cloud shuddered, so loud, foretelling of death and danger. What could it all mean? Wait, y'all got wait. Leafpool froze. Wait, we. we <laughs> this is not the dream the she dream? had. <laughs> no, not really. Like that's not really a common thing. But maybe if it's universal, it's like super I'm... important. That's interesting, because, like, you would think that Cinderpelt would have, like, the same dream as Leafpool. Um, yeah. But, or I, I always assumed that they all would get, like, a piece of the puzzle, and... That'd be cool. Well, it would make sense for the fact that it seems that rarely anyone knows what the dreams actually mean. Um, yeah. And maybe, honestly, maybe they all had... For, 
based on what they all just said, maybe one thing was more, uh, like, I'm wondering if this is all just one scene and one yeah. part was exaggerated. Like, maybe we will never heard the booming voice being like, death or whatever, because she's too busy focused on everyone running away or this is weird. Okay. Yeah, it's weird. Well, why hadn't she seen what they had seen? I don't know. You should definitely develop a she was keeping... about it. She is. <laughs> was it because she was keeping Mothwing's secret? If a Feathertail had come to her, they would have told her then. Maybe it had nothing to do with Mothwing at all. Maybe Starclan had noticed her feelings for Crowfeather. But she thinks that's not fair, because she hasn't even spoken to him since that night by the hollow. Cinderpelt asks what she thinks, and Leafful says she's unsure. Mothwing says Starclan must be warning them about something. And Leafful is surprised, but honestly it wasn't really hard to pick up on that. <laughs> For what everybody just said, you can um, infer that pretty yeah. Uh, pretty easily uh, but genuinely though can we actually talk about it everyone well cinderpelt says they need to think about this maybe if danger is ahead star clan will show them more little cloud suggests that they talk about it next time maybe things will be clearer barkface agrees star clan hasn't been very forthcoming tonight and Cinderpelt points out that Starclan had to settle into a new home, too. Maybe it's harder for them to reach them. Are they usually forthcoming? Is everyone I mean, else getting, like, they... signs that are, like, super off? Or is everyone else getting stop signs? And we're getting, like, <sighs> sticks and rocks on the ground? We're, we're Like, we're getting Rorschach tests, and they have, like, <laughs> literal, like, manuals with directions? Oh, it's just... I mean, Leafful gets people to come to her in her dreams and lead her exactly where she needs to be. So I think she's got it generally kind of. Honestly, it just se- it, it just seems to be like it, inconsistent. Uh, it, it's more yeah. so is is someone dead obsessed with you? No. Good luck. <laughs> well, as they left the hollow, Leafpool and Mothwing padded behind the other medicine cats, who were anxiously discussing the dream. So we don't get to hear that. Leafpool asks Mothwing if she told Leopardstar about her dream. Mothwing says how could she? She can't admit that Starclan sent her a message through another clan's medicine cat. You could tell her that she got a dream. Well, Leafpool says she can tell her leader that it was her own dream. She wouldn't mind. I'm not gonna lie more than I am. Well, it would be good for Leopardstar to know so she can have her warriors look out. But Mothwing insists that she can't. She's never told Leopardstar about a dream before, and she probably never will again. She just doesn't have prophetic dreams from StarClan. You know, that's true. Set their expectations so low you can't ever disappoint them. Yeah. Well, Mothwing's voice grows quiet and troubled. She tells Leafful that she needs to find her own way of being a medicine cat without StarClan. She wants more than anything to be able to care for her clan but it needs to be on her own terms. And Leafpool is trying to wrap her head around what her friend thinks. And she asked if Mothwing believes she had a dream about Feathertail warning her. 
Mothwing says yes. She does believe that Leafpool had a dream. Mothwing assures her it'll be okay. She's checking the water sources regularly, and when she goes out to gather herbs, she keeps her eyes open for anything to do with two legs. Mothwing signals that she doesn't want to talk about it anymore. And honestly, so she asks about ThunderClan. Yeah, yeah, and honestly, Leafpool, you really can't ask her to do more. Um, yeah. To be fair, she's, like, being really disrespectful, you know? She's taking yeah. it seriously, and I, I know Leafpool's probably going to be like, Ugh, about it, but... Get over it. <laughs> Pretty much, like, alright, you know, this happens sometimes. When you have friends of different faith. And, I mean, with one of your friends is being actively haunted and one is, like, ghosts aren't real. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just have to um, support your friend in their exorcism. Yeah. Leafpool says ThunderClan is fine. They have a new apprentice, Birchpaw. Mothwing says, that's great. Who's his mentor? Ashfur, Leafpool replies, and breaks off as a hiss came from the darkness. Her pelt prickles with the sense of danger. What? Mothwing whispers and asks what that was. Yeah, what? They were at the border of WindClan territory. A hiss comes again, and it's calling her name. No, that's a badger. Let's go away from it. No! Leafpool. Leafpool relaxes. Crowfeather, she exclaims. He nearly scared her out of her fur. He apologizes and looks to Mothwing. He would like a word with Leafpool if she wouldn't mind. No, Mothwing, mind. Mothwing, mind. Mothwing looks surprised and hesitates. Then nods and lets out a faint but knowing laugh. Mothwing, no! Just because she's covering... Listen! There's rules here. Yeah, you don't have to necessarily believe in God to be a nun. But you're definitely not supposed to uh, hang out with Edward Cullen. <laughs> don't do it. Leafpool flushes hot with embarrassment. Sure, Mothwing murmurs. See you soon, Leafpool. And she vanishes down the hill. Where's Cinderpelt? almost wants to call her back. Remember, they were behind. They were walking behind. So how have they not caught up yet? Well, Leafpool isn't sure she wants to be alone with Crowfeather. Good, leave! Leafpool takes... Leafpool takes a step back. This isn't right, she says. No, not at all. Crowfeather says he knew she'd come this way. He followed Barkface's scent trail, then waited for her. They need to talk. Yeah, the, the fact that you added, like, That's more details creepy. made it, like, kind of creepy, dude. Right? It's like, no. <laughs> don't tell me that. I knew you'd come this way. Ugh. Don't. Is this a long scene? Because, like, part of me's like, let's, let's, let's do it. Let's get it over with. But also... Let's just get it over with. I mean, it'll depend on how much you uh, decide to. Okay. Here's everyone's treat. The episode was late, so you get Brenna being very uncomfortable. You can't forget that night outside of her camp. I know, but <laughs> Leafpool begins. Crowfeather cuts her off. At first he thought she felt the same way he did, but then she avoided him at the gathering and he doesn't understand yes, why. Yes, 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 you have an out. Run, go, go! Break his heart. Break his little fragile, already broken heart. 
do it. Bring do it. it. Then. It'll be easier this time. Yeah, he already he his 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 his, his like terrible self esteem has already crushed has already crushed his self worth beyond repair. Do it. Finish him. Well, he can't get her out of his head. The other day, he missed a rabbit that leapt into his paws, and he keeps making mistakes. Bastard. Leafbull says she's been doing the same thing. She mixed up medicine for Firestar. It was so mouse-brained. Stop. Well, Crowfeather. Stop. Crowfeather says Ashfoot. <laughs> yeah. Crowfeather says Ashfoot, the deputy and his mother, told him he was as daft as a new apprentice. And Leafpool admits that Cinderpelt was cross with her, too. No. Stop it. Stop. Everyone, stop. Stop. No. Don't make this cute. It's terrible. Somebody get the ruler. This is a tragedy waiting to happen. Leafpool, I know you feel the same way, Crowfeather No, she doesn't. She avoided you because you smell. His scent, his proximity, it's doing something to Leafpool's insides. No! Gross! She's a medicine cat. She protests that she's a medicine cat and from another clan. There isn't any future for yep. him. Crowfeather asks her if she wants to be with him as much as he wants to be with her. Yes, I do, Leafpool says. She can't lie to him. I mean, Crowfeather you could. There must be a way. Will she meet him again? No. Somewhere they can talk properly? No. Leafpool thinks... Surely this can't be wrong. Yeah. This overwhelming need to be with Crowfeather. Starflame couldn't be so cruel as to deny her this. Girl, I don't think Starflame gives so, a hoot or a holler. I am thinking more for you, girl. Put put yourself first. Don't think about your duty. Don't think about that. And really look inside yourself and say, mm, Am I about to betray myself, my leader, my dad, my clan, and my mentor for Crowfeather? For Crowfeather? Like, I'm not, like, like, what's the appeal, girl? He gives you butterflies in your oh, stomach? Buffalunks. Okay. Buffalunks. Eat a butterfly. Uh, the artist Buffalunks had a cool AU where it was Hawk Frost instead. I, I personally, like, couldn't have handled that. <laughs> um, but also it would have been... Maybe a little more understandable? No, uh, it, but it would have been more interesting. No? It would have been more interesting. I mean, I may, I mean, I mainly am like... I just don't understand why all these forbidden romances, like, don't have, like, a lot of history. They just have, like, an un, un, like, relenting, like, amount of, like, tension. Like, that's what it is. Like, we even saw that with, uh, Blue Star. Right. Like, she had more, she had more chemistry with Crooked Star. And ended up with his brother, <laughs> like, who she barely talked to, versus the brother who she, like, hung out with a lot. Like, realistically, these guys have had, like, one not-so-good hang sesh, um, where they were just, like, 
hanging out in, in like, a hospital, and he got yelled at a lot (laughs) by her and others. Um, And then, other than that, it was, I love you, and it was just... I'm glad... I'm glad they're gonna talk more, but... I don't know. I don't think they're gonna do, do a lot of talking, and I'm... I really don't want... I cannot handle more secret babies. How would she even hide that? No more secret babies. You can't. There's scent changes. Well, not if everyone gets kidnapped. Fair. Wait, how did... Well, she says yes. She says yes. Where should we meet? Crowfeather says she'll think of. Uh, Crowfeather says that he'll think of something and get a message to her. Cinderpelt calls for Leafpool, and she calls back to her mentor that she's coming. She tells Crowfeather that she needs to go. He licks her ear and tells her that he'll let her know where they can meet. It won't be long. Leafpool looks at him long enough to ensure that his face will be the only thing she saw the whole way back to camp. Then she spun around and pelted down the hillside. because yeah, she keeps her eyes closed. Ain't that just the gay? Like, yeah, run forward with your eyes shut. Um, I am. Question. My son is just staring at me through the crack door. Yeah. Quick question. Was Yellowfang Medicine Cat when she got pregnant? Yes. How did she hide that? Oh, okay. Rules for thee well, and not for me. <laughs> we just kind of breeze yeah. over that. <sighs> okay. Yup. Um. Guys, it's fine. <laughs> develop. De- it's develop fine. The, rela- the relationship more, I say with quotations. Um, but please, please don't Please don't have secret babies. Please, no secret babies. What are they even going to talk about? Like, you know it was just going to be secret babies. Ah, so, uh, you, uh, you spent some time with my sister, right? Uh, Yeah, Yeah, it's like, not, because Crowfeather's not, like, a great conversationalist. Yeah, how's your dead girlfriend? I talked to her last week. (laughs) Like, like, literally. (laughs) I talked to your dead girlfriend. Like. Like, the thing that they have most in common is their connection it's his dead to her. Yeah. It's like. It's their connection to her and their connection to Squirrel Flight. Which, I, neither are things you would want to think about in that sort of situation. Really. Like, on a first date sort of situation, a first secret date, uh, the one topic you have to cover is two topics hey your girlfriend was really pretty oh thanks your, your mean, sister's kind of funny dead, your dead girlfriend can you please not mention my sister <laughs> can you not mention my dead girlfriend touche touche this is just gonna neither of these characters deserve <laughs> this like Crowfeather's already had kind of like a crappy time and and, like, Leafpool's, like, barely had a time, so, guys, folks, if you want to go on an awkward first date, 
where the only topic of discussion is either your dead girlfriend or your sister, then how about instead you email us at WCWITCast or follow us on Twitter or Instagram at WCWITCast. Um, and hey, uh, rather than going on that date, uh, hang out with a friend and show them this episode and be like, you ever set me up on a blind date like that again? And it's, that's it. Uh, it's over. It's over. Because I'm Emberheart. And I'm Tangled Hunt. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that? Mm-hmm.